Hello and welcome to the Irish Film London podcast. I'm Martin McNamara, IFL's Communications Director, and I'll be taking you through today's fascinating conversation with Irish actress and theatre director Fiona Shaw. Fiona is a legend. In a career that has spanned four decades, she has conquered the West End and Broadway. Her many screen roles include starring in the Harry Potter films and acclaimed Irish productions like The Butcher Boy and My Left Foot. A new generation of fans are discovering Shaw from acclaimed TV productions, including Fleabag, and most recently, Killing Eve, in which she plays the impassive MI6 boss, Carolyn Martins. Carolyn? Here we go. Ah, ah, ah. I hear you've been very naughty. Have I? How thrilling. <laughs> this is Mo Jafari. Very promising young agent. Why on earth in commons, of all places? Mo, Paul Bradwell. Paul was once the rising star of MI6 until he defected to the other side. I don't think the Foreign Office can be considered the other side, Carolyn. Don't you? I'm back now, with bells on. So we can hear you coming. <laughs> oh, we're always like this, aren't we? Yes, yes we are. It's wonderful to have that back on our screens again. Now Fiona Shaw has a new role. She joins Irish Film London as a patron. We caught up with Fiona recently and she gave us her take on the dramatic changes she has seen in the Irish film industry during her lifetime. Well, from what I remember, we had no film industry at all, really, for a long time. A few Americans would go and make things like the... Um, you know, The Quiet Man, I mean, that, that was really the highlight of it all. But when I was growing up, there were no films being made at all. Um, I can't remember a film being made. There was a wonderful film made about the West of Ireland, about Aaron. Uh, that was made in the 40s or 50s. That was a stupendous film. But other than that, there weren't any films. And then around the time that My Left Foot was made, which was begun on a credit card, um, and filming began on a credit card until... Luckily, Granada Films came and paid for it, I think, at that time. It sort of got the optimism about making films in Ireland going. So that would be the late 80s. And then it sort of took off vertically in the 90s. Um, and there seemed to be millions of films being made. Um, but I, I saw all of that at a distance. I was already uh, had moved to London, so I watched with joy and envy as the Irish film industry took off. So it is... I mean, it's always been a, a, a verbal culture where people talk, and people still talk, and people talk. So it's very much a live culture. Film, one always associates with the, the cool hand of the camera um, making beauty out of shape and visual pictures. But, of course, for stories and for language and for performance, I suppose the Irish are really suited to all kinds of performance. Like so many Irish people, Shaw had to move to England to pursue her dreams. She trained at RADA and made her name on the London stage, tackling many of the classic roles from Shakespeare to Ibsen and the Greek tragedies. One change she is delighted to see today is that young Irish actors can now get proper grounding in their profession without having to go abroad. Well, I, I wouldn't know but from the producer's point of view, but I would say that in terms of acting, what has happened in Ireland is that finally we started taking training seriously in Ireland. And I think young trained actors have meant that 
instead of just acting in stories that were local, that appealed largely to, uh, to the population of the island, you now have actors who could perform with a more emotional internationalism. And that has happened, that they've made, uh, Irish actors have made inroads in America and in England as performers. And therefore their popularity, but also their reach has been greater. And I think that's been uh, just a tremendous boost to the Irish film industry, but also to the actors in Ireland, that their potential goes way beyond the island of Ireland. And um, I think that's why you know, the Irish London Film Festival is a very good thing, because you're seeing the crop of Irish actors, but focused in a much bigger metropolitan city. For Fiona, film is more than entertainment. It is a tool for how a country speaks to itself about itself. The film industry was so was there to entertain a lot of people, but in America it was used fundamentally and really profoundly as a way in which the West of America could talk to the East of America. So that in Hollywood they made stories that people looked at in New York and it made a, an area that was way too big for people to share a parish story or a story in a pub. Finally, the story in the pub gave them a common story so they could talk about it. It was a, a profoundly unifying force, the film industry. It, it made people have something in common. And probably that's what's happening now too, is that we have all so many television series to watch, so many stories, threads of, if you're interested in golf, then you can watch golfing series or you can watch Cowboys you know, series or detective series or medical series, but it is, you will find common ground if the story is told in film. And I suppose for Irish people, it's really good that some of the Irish experience, not just the historical Irish experience, but the modern Irish experience can be expressed and told across the sea. I think it's a, a very good time. The Irish stage tradition from Sean O'Casey to Brendan Behan, from Brian Friel to Tom Murphy, helped craft the stories and narratives that have defined the identity of Ireland and the Irish across the last century. But these stories can feel out of step with modern Ireland, which is looking more like the country you see in the works of the brothers Martin and John McDonough. For Fiona, the cinema might well be a better place to renew and reinvent that Irish narrative, one of a country with greater self-confidence and self-reliance one with a much more diverse population, a place that is increasingly secular and now faces modern problems and challenges. Yeah, I think, I mean, my, in my lifetime, when I became of age where I might want to become an actor, the, the storytelling, which is largely still being done in the theatre, was absolutely about the Irish story retelling itself over and over again. I still think they do too much of that, that they just tell what they call Irish classics. In fact, it's a way of reinforcing an identity. But the identity is long formed now and hopefully even even revoked and re remade and refound. And, um, you know, a sleek, young, um, adaptable, well-educated population is what the population of the Irish people are now compared to rather woebegone, hoping for a job, usually manual labour and abroad and lonely, all, all of that's gone. But um, so there wasn't much future in telling any other story. And I was very interested in classic stories because of course there is, psychically, they're much broader. Um, psychologically, they're much more in depth and internationally, they're much more communicative. So 
but there wasn't. We, we, we never did Greek classics in Ireland or Shakespeare or Ibsen or... So it was, you know, I, I found over those years a great joy in going back and doing things like Ibsen or Shakespeare in Ireland or... Um, and I think that, in some ways, many people just jumped, avoided the theatre altogether and went straight into film. And there you're dealing with a... I suppose a language of behaviourism rather than a language of language. And uh, they've done very, very well. Fiona is enjoying one of the most successful periods in a brilliant career, thanks in part to her collaborations with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She reprises her role as the idiosyncratic Carolyn Martins in the third series of Killing Eve, released this month. Are you ever going to apologise? I think I'm at a loss here. You really don't think you did anything wrong at all, do you? Your father chose our last house, and to be honest, I never liked it. But I lived there for years without complaint because I knew it made him happy. Life is just a series of trade-offs, Kenny, for all of us. And my job is no different. Now, you might disagree with my decisions, but I will never be able to apologise for them, and I would have thought that if anyone could understand that, it's you. Now, do you want fish and chips when you come back? Okay. That is sausage. Yes, please. Right. An example there of the exquisite script. The success of Waller Bridge is a sign of the growing number of women in powerful positions in the screen industry, from writers and directors to producers and technicians. But Fiona says talented women were always there in the industry, but out of plain sight. I think women have always been huge behind the scenes in film. I mean, in every film I've ever made around the world, they're women, but they were rarely in the positions in charge. I think what's happened is perception and confidence, but also role modeling, obviously. But there were always huge amounts of um, women executives in, in America. Um, but as I say, I think now that you can make films with much smaller groups of people, uh, the gender equality is definitely improving. Um, probably women still need the confidence, which is practice. So everybody should be allowed to practice. I think you, you can't just expect women to be exactly the same as uh, uh, their male counterparts who have been making television and film for 30 years. They have to be allowed to run a, run a unit, run, run a, you know, to run a, f a film unit is quite a big thing. The camera is still very much a male-dominated area, and that's partially tradition and partially physical, I think. So you've got to be able to be in charge. Yeah, but they're getting there. The Cork-born actress joins Irish Film London just as we celebrate our 10th anniversary. Irish Film London usually runs a short festival of Irish film as part of the annual St. Patrick's Day celebrations in the capital. This year, sadly, we had to curtail our plans and move this festival online. But we are determined to come back with our Irish Film London Awards and main Irish Film London Festival later this year, with Fiona helping us celebrate our 10th birthday. We asked Fiona what it was about Irish Film London that made her decide to become a patron. It's a very good moment to be part of the moment. Because I think Ireland is really having a moment it has leapfrogged from being, um, you know, a struggling country to an absolutely empowering and powered country. It has liberalised itself, freed itself of any shackles that were holding it back. 
And so it's a very, very good moment and very proud moment for anybody who comes from Ireland to, to feel part of that movement. So um, given that, that this festival takes place in London, where I live and have lived for 35 years, I feel that the mountain has come to Mohammed, <laughs> or, <laughs> or the mountain has come to Oregon. <laughs> that the, um, that it's, you know, I'm very proud to be part of something that has got this foot in this big met metropolis, as well as, you know, it's not just a Dublin film festival, it's an Irish film festival in London. It's a different audience. It's the audience I know more, actually, than the performers. That's all from Fiona and from us for now. Join us again soon for more podcasts with legends such as Jim Sheridan, Lenny Abrahamson, Andrew Scott and Ros Hubbard. And don't forget to check out the Irish Film From Home section on our website irishfilmlondon.com and follow us at Irish Film London on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for listening and stay safe.